0: You're listening to Boxed Out, a show that tells the stories of coaches, athletes, and creators from all walks of life in an effort to encourage you to pursue your passion and write your story. My name is Dalton Christopher. I'm a content creator best known for my work in collegiate athletics and for my role in this wild world of sneaker culture. I'm sitting down with people to talk about their processes, the lessons they've learned along the way, and how they make an impact in their own communities. The goal of this series is to remind people that no matter what they do, they are creating something, and it's important to remind ourselves of the impact our creation has on the world around us. This is Boxed Out. Welcome in, Welcome in to the Boxed Out, Boxed
1: Out Podcast.
0: Here's your host, Dalton Christopher. Welcome into episode one of the Boxed Out Podcast. My name is Dalton Christopher. Thank you so much for tuning in today and downloading this podcast wherever you're downloading this from. And I want to first and foremost say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone out there. This has been just an absolutely um, insane year that I think we're all ready to move on from. So enjoy your time with your family and loved ones. Uh, Please celebrate responsibly with the pandemic going on. But most importantly, take some time to unplug and reset before 2021 comes across the board for us. Today is episode one of the show. I'm super excited about it. We have an absolutely awesome guest in Jordan Coleman. He is an NBA and professional basketball trainer, but that's not all. He also trains every single level of the game of basketball in his home community of Louisville, Kentucky. We're gonna learn a lot about Jordan today. But first off, let me tell you a little bit about the show and what it's gonna be about. So. If you want to keep up with the show, make sure you're following me on Instagram. It's um, at 859Approved. You can also check me out on Twitter at boxed out Dalton. You can stay up to date with every single YouTube upload, every single podcast upload, upload, and a schedule of when the next episodes are going to come out on those two platforms. So check those out. We have some really, really cool guests coming up to end out 2020 and start 2021. I think you guys are going to like those. We're going to hit several different aspects. Uh, of just the world of college athletics and professional athletics. So make sure you're staying tuned to that. Uh, My specific focus is on college athletes and college coaches and college administrators, uh, all in the world of athletics, but we're also going to hit several other worlds as well. At the end of the day, this is all about storytelling. It's about telling your story and and creating the legacy you want to leave in your path and in your your craft. But I'm not going to sit here all morning and talk to you guys. I want to make sure we jump right into Jordan's interview because I think you're going to get something from it. Uh, Like I said, Jordan Coleman is a phenomenal trainer, doing a tremendous job in the community in Louisville, Kentucky, and beyond. He has got some really, really awesome clients and doing some really awesome things in the game of basketball that goes well beyond the sport itself. So I'm excited for you to hear from him. Stay tuned to the end of the episode. We're going to give you some announcements at the end and how you can contact Jordan if you want to get to know more about him. So sit back, relax, enjoy this holiday, and enjoy this final uh, few days of 2020. Hang in there. We're almost to the end of it. And let's start fresh in 2021 but without further ado i'm going to go ahead and let jordan coleman kick this interview off with introducing himself right now i'm good i'm jordan
1: coleman I'm a, I'm a basketball trainer over here in louisville kentucky i train a lot of nba overseas college and also elementary and middle school kids as well um i'm, I'm very involved in the community with them and i just i just i just i just, I just like the grind
0: definitely and you know Plus, I mean, the game of basketball has been so much more, you know, it's. I guess you could say the focus has been on it this year with uh, the pandemic we've been in and all the, the changes and adjustments we've had to make. What does that look like uh, at every level for you? Because, I mean, you, you know, there, there's different levels for everything. Uh, you know, for us at the college level, there's different restrictions than that of like a public elementary school or high school. What, what changes have you experienced over the last uh, 10 or so months? Well, since when, the, when
1: COVID first hit, I was just getting back from the Philippines. So when I, when it first hit,
0: everything was shutting down. So I almost and suddenly I'm too, like it was uh, a very fast.
1: Yeah. So I'm wondering, okay, well, how am I going to get in the gym? Well, where are my, where are my players going to train at? So what we did is I, and I used to work with Chuck person, next level development. And what we did was we found that we found another gym that we can train out of. And then all we, all we do is have all our players come in there. We sanitize the basketballs. We wear, we wore masks. Um, we we make sure everything was clean. We cleaned up behind each other, so it, it was always it was always a good environment, a safe environment. But still for different ages, though, it varied. So right. for middle school middle school kids, it was it was kind of it was kind of we had to keep you all in small groups, maybe two or three at a time, keep you separated. Make sure, make sure you all wasn't getting involved with each other in each other's space and things like that. When it came to um, our pro players, we had them come in individually. So we had them come in one by one. They never worked out with anybody. They didn't share any basketballs. So and we just made sure we stayed distance and contact from them and just stayed in state.
0: What's it like trying to, as a coach, You know, for us, every time we have to have a quarantine or something like that, or our team goes down, it's hard to find any kind of consistency. When you're training somebody, especially like on a set specific skill, is it hard to keep that consistent you know, growth going in a player when they have to maybe shut down or have inconsistent training uh, schedules?
1: Yes, it's, it's, it's very difficult because what, what most players tend to do is when they're away from their trainer, they go back to bad habits. Right. Mentally, they're not thinking about what they're doing or, or how or how they're shooting the basketball and things like that. So sometimes they, it's like they can veer back to bad habits, and what that creates is now problems with me because now I'm okay we just fixed this. Now we got to go back to it. So we really just make sure we stay on schedule and get them in the gym. So when, I, when it comes to our pro players, if we never, we never stopped. We continue to, to get it every single day. We made sure that we stayed on that regimen um, with Kai Soto, Andre Blash, Renato Balkman, Jared Harper, um, even Bobo. I've worked with Bobo a couple of times right around the quarantine area. So we really, we really got it in. We really
0: got it in. Now for your perspective, I know it's a lot different for the pro level players and even the college level players, but, What's the mental aspect of that like uh, from a mental standpoint when you kind of have to keep slowing down or having that inconsistent schedule? I mean, consistency to an athlete or especially at any level is super important as far as keeping your progress going. Yes. From a mental standpoint, how is it like trying to find that motivation over and over again, knowing that you might not have that next session uh, coming up? Well, me- mentally,
1: I, I just I just stayed ready. I stayed prepared. And the, to me, the, um, staying prepared is a key to success. And what I, what I would do is I would just study the game, study my players, Make sure, make sure I'm always I'm always ready for them and always always watching their games, little tendencies they do, when you go right, when you go left, when you pull up right, when you pull up left, things like that. So I just studied, and when I was ready to get back in the gym, I just stayed on top of it. But mentally, it was tough, though. Every day, you kind of worry for a second, every day.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you, this year, though, I mean, you're right on the money on that. I mean, it's really reminded us why we do what we do and why we even got started in it. Tell us a little bit about how you got started. I mean, you're you're at the level now where you're training, you know, pro athletes and college athletes and athletes at every level. What got you started in, into the idea of just being a coach or being a trainer? Well, okay, the love grew to me in sixth grade. So I was I was in sixth grade. My brother played basketball.
1: I played basketball. My mom was always at work. She was never really around. So we, it was just us in the house and our two sisters. So what we did was every day we just trained. We just worked each other out. We couldn't. We could, you know what I'm saying? We couldn't really go. No, couldn't really go anywhere. Couldn't really do anything. So we just stayed outside. We just stayed outside right in front of our garage and shot basketball, did drills that we saw online, um drills that we did with our trainer that we actually had when we did go to them, things like that. So the love came early, real, real early. And then when I stopped playing, that's that's when the love came back and grew. So I mean I'm sitting down watching games and I'm like, Man, I used to work on this, I used to do this, I used to do that. I, I, I can, I, can, I, can, I can fix this, I can fix that. I know I know exactly how how, how you can make that shot, exactly how many dribbles you got to get to your pull-up, things like that. So I kind of studied the game, studied the game more and more, and the love kind of grew right back into me when I was back in sixth grade, out there with my brother doing, doing ball handing drills, doing shooting drills and things like that. So that's where it all really started
0: for me. Was there, was there like a moment where you decided that, you know, this is it for me, I'm going to try to do this with, with my life, it be my passion? Like, was it uh-huh. a breakthrough moment as a trainer for that? Um, yes. Well, um,
1: what I was doing, I was... I was done with basketball at school i decided to redshirt my last year focus on school focus on i got to have a son i was going to focus on my son and make sure i provide for him and be a father to him so i want to really focus on that right and when i was doing that again i was watching basketball and watching this and i'm like you know what i'm, I'm going to pursue this i'm never going to work a job again i quit my job at arby's <laughs> while i was going to school decided to go in the gym i talked to my um uh, my my coach wally brown and he just he kind of, he kind of said, "Hey, man, your IQ has always been there. You're a great athlete. You know what I'm saying I've never seen somebody shoot the ball like you, handle the ball like you. So I, I can go, go, go forward."
0: And then he let he opened
1: his hands, opened his arms and hands with me to his with his gym and just let me,
0: let me rock. And from there, I just kind of I was grinding. <laughs> yeah, you, you hit a good point there that I think a lot of people that listen to this show and, and maybe just at that point in life where they're kind of asking themselves. I mean, even this year alone, uh, you know everyone's kind of had to reevaluate what they do and what their dreams are i mean we've had nothing to do but sit at home and think about it right yes what was that moment that that kind of pushed your belief to hey you know i need to quit my job i need to quit what i'm doing and then focus on this because so many people talk about you know maybe should i have gone for for my my dream opportunity or should i try to train harder or should i have tried to done something different or took a risk you know what was it that made this this idea and this opportunity so real to you that you, you decided that it was worth taking that risk and, and just kind of leaving everything behind to go for it.
1: I, I worked out with one kid and the love that he showed me and the care that he, he showed me and, and the way I connected with and them and the way that he's listened and the way I, and then I watched this, watch myself because I always have a video guy in the gym just so I can watch my workouts and make sure that things are going the right way. The kids are doing the right things and are developing the right way that, Man, I got a really, I really got a knack for this. I, I, really, I really, I really focus in on this. And the kid told me one day, he said, "Man, I don't never want you to stop training." And then that's and next day, I went ahead and decided to quit my job. That's what I'm to do for the rest of my life, and I've been going up from there.
0: You know, it, it is one thing that you know we talk about on the show is just the, the community impact and why we do it. I mean, everything we do is bigger than just the sport we play or the the, the role we have. You know, for you, you're talking about that breakthrough moment of you know, this kid really saw himself growing under you and, and really saw himself breaking through. What's it like for you to, to take that role with, with youth in your community and just being that person that can help them maybe when they're high school coach or their middle school coach or, or wherever? You know, everyone knows every, every coach has a multitude of responsibilities. And maybe there's that one kid that, you know, that gets maybe overlooked or maybe gets missed that could really maybe do something had they had that little bit of extra development. What's that like being that one person uh, for so many people? Well, it's, it's it's a blessing for one blessing from God so that's,
1: the, that's, that's the first thing and then also it's, a, it's an amazing feeling it gives, it gives me a, it gives me a warm feeling gives me a family feeling you know what, you know what I mean like, like I got a second family when it comes when it comes to the basketball game and, and it's just its just it's just wonderful but one thing one thing I say is that I always got to make sure always got to make sure that I'm being a positive role model to them because I know so many look up to me right make sure I make sure I always carry yourself in a professional manner. I teach teach manners, teach character skills, teach them how teach them how to talk in public settings, teach, teach them little things like that, just so they just so they understand. One day you're going to be in the spotlight. One day everybody's going to be looking at you if you if this is what you really want to do and you're all bought into it. So and I just I just I just, I just teach it to them. I just make, I just make sure they understand.
0: And that's a, an often very very overlooked role of being a coach. You know, essentially you're making that one person improve themselves, not just on the court, but in all aspects of their life. What's been like one of your biggest, uh, you know, everyone has that moment where maybe the game kind of hits a, a brick wall or maybe they're, they're not getting a skill or maybe they're not getting something else. But maybe off the court they do something you see, maybe they developed uh, and, and taken something you've, you've taught them. Have you had an experience like that where maybe a, a student of yours or a player of yours has, has kind of hit that uh, success off the court as well? Oh, man. I mean, I have um, a kid named Jaden Johnson and a
1: kid named Kapo Those two right there, I mean, off the court, grades, is, grades are great. Character skills are great. You say yes, sir, no, sir. The manners are good. They know how to speak out in public. I have one kid named Jaden Johnson who's one of the top seven graders in the state of Kentucky right now. He has a stutter issue, And in training, we teach you open your mouth. I want you to talk, take your time, and just get used to it. So now that he's comfortable talking in with us in our setting, it's helped him outside of this because now he's, he's just comfortable He's just comfortable speaking and it's easier to get things off his mind and be able to get his words out, words out properly. When it comes to Kai Bowen, Oh man, this kid! When he, hes a shyest kid in the world. When he came to me and I started making him talk out in a public setting, he started opening up to everybody. Now, now, now you see him smiling. Now you see him actually talking. He's—he's he's stepping up in skills and stepping up in stepping up in the um drills and teaching, and he's stopping me. Oh, hey, hey, Cole, I got I got this. I know how to do this. Let me, let me show them. things like that. So it was just showing them, teaching them leadership skills, teaching them how to communicate. It's, it's great. It's great. Those are the two that I think that is really impacted the most off the floor.
0: Do you often find more fulfillment in that than you do just in their on-court success? Sometimes sometimes I do,
1: but no, I'm someone who loves the basketball game and someone love
0: the development. I want to see them be successful
1: on the, on the court. Okay. I, I'm, I'm kind of both.
0: <laughs> Did you have a, a coach growing up that, that took that time with you that kind of made an impact on your life that made you want to take that round as well?
1: Yes, I had, I had two. So I had a coach named Contrell Horton. Coach Horton, I, when I played at South Burnett High School, my 10th grade year when I was on varsity, he kind of took me in, I, the coach didn't really want me there, but he kind of—he's like, "Hey, he 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 can, go, he can play our top dogs." They put me on there and believed in me. After school, we shot up 500 shots on the gun. Uh, worked worked tremendously on my ball handling over and over and over again. And he kind of made me—he kind of gave me that knack of hard work, knowing how to work hard and work for something that I really want. So I had to work for my point at time. And then came it came it came the end of my senior. I mean, in my um, sophomore year, I was I was in the game, and I hit a shot that we worked on, and I was like, "Okay." It's what it feels like. It's, it's, it's what home really feels like. And from there, the kind of, kind of ball, kind of rolled on. And then when I got to college, Wally Brown really affected me in a way that I don't think no one else could. I don't know. I don't know. My father never did. So when he he, he brought me from out of town from Atlanta, Georgia, knowing I didn't have nowhere to stay. I mean, he really, he really, he really, really was there for me. He, he really got me in the gym, let me in the gym when nobody, when I was supposed to be. And lights are off, and really let me work on my craft and, and really pursue my dream instead of being out there getting in trouble and parties and doing doing what I'm not supposed to do and with women and things like that. Kind of stayed on me and kind of gave me that discipline, and that's the discipline I kind of needed in life. And I think that's another coach that really affected me when it came to the, when it came to the game.
0: No, I, I don't think. I mean, one of the most overplayed narratives uh, in sports nowadays is everyone talks about coaches kind of being a father figure, but it's it's critical. I mean, literally, it's one of the most important roles. I think many, many men and women have in their life uh, growing up as, as their coach, especially in a situation where a coach kind of becomes more than just a coach where they're they're leading you through life and, and developing as a, as a young adult. Um, how do you, important do you think that role is, you know, now for you being in that spot? Because I mean, literally, there's so many different, you know, things out there that, that we didn't have even 10 years ago, with social media and everything. How much different or how much more important is it now to have that kind of figure in your life?
1: Oh man, it's, it's it's very it's very important because now I see the little kids look up to me the same way. Right. I have a little kid named Chance. I used to I used to work out with back when I was younger. Back when I was in a ninth grade, back I, my, my freshman and sophomore year of college. So I worked 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 out work with him, and he was a young. He was really young, really young. And so now he he looked up to me because now I train. He trains okay. with me. and He comes consistently, consistently. And now he's looked like a little like a little brother. So it's 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 a great it's a it's a, it's a very important role I play and i make sure and i make sure that that i don't i don't fail them because i want to make sure that they continue to stay on the right path and the, the right in the right stage and go to college for free and do the right things and just just stay just stay on the right path just to make sure to keep the head on strong so it's a very important role and i and i take i take pride into it
0: <laughs> so how, how many years have you been doing a full-time training
1: now um i've been doing full-time training for about three and a half years three and a half years
0: who are some of your uh, your, your highlights? You worked with as far as clients go, just seeing them at the next level, whether it be college or professional. Um, seeing at the next level or at the next level or never. Uh Either one. Any of your students that have gone on to to play at the college level or the professional level, or any highlights you got from those?
1: Yes, I have. Um, Jacob Jones. He went to um, Jefferson High School. He's one of the players I worked with when I first started training. He's now at um, University of Wisconsin. He's, he's getting a lot. He's getting a lot of on um, burning. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. So sorry. Not Wisconsin. University of Green Bay, Wisconsin. okay. So, yeah, University of Green Bay, Wisconsin. So that's where he's at right now. It's a Division One, Division One school. I'm, I'm small major, but he's, he's definitely loving it. And then I have a couple players that went to the G League. So I've had Kai Soto come from the Philippines. Train with me, strictly understanding I don't want to go to hospital. I don't want to go to college. I want to be a pro. Train them up for about six months strong, strong went out to play for the skill factory down in Atlanta. It was one of the, one of the prep school teams showed out and then now he's in, he's in the g league now he got his g league offer he's he's living his dream so it just makes me makes me makes me proud makes me proud to jack can affect, affect kids like that affect kids in that way.
0: Yeah, you know you hit on uh, all the different opportunities that are out there now. there's so many opportunities, especially in the United States now with CBL yes, and, and the G league and how that's developed. I mean literally five or six years ago, the NBA D League was not what it is today. It's, it's it's whole different entity now. How many more opportunities are out there now for you know college athletes or even younger athletes that are looking to get to that next level than there were just even when you were playing? Oh, I mean, there's there's many options now. When I was playing, there was still there were
1: many options, but now it's I mean the doors it's three it's three doors open. <laughs> you can you can kind of find any 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 way in as long as you know how to play the game. And the game nowadays has changed. So it, I mean, you got to be versatile. Yep you got to you got to be skilled up up and down you got to be athletic got to be able to shoot the basketball got to be able to handle the basketball to be to be actually be on that floor so I, I think now is today's game is just it's very it's very different it's very different it's made it's made a change
0: what would you tell one of your students that maybe is in middle school you know one of the oldest uh, stories in the book is maybe the high school counselor or the high school teacher telling the kid hey you know what's your what's your dream job or your career I think all of us at some point wrote NBA or NFL on our, on our paper. And, you know, often so many teachers kind of kill that out and say, you know, that's just not realistic. What's your realistic goal or what's your backup goal? With there being so many more opportunities now, if you're really putting the work in and you're really committed to it, you can have an opportunity to be somewhere. Yes. What would to maybe a, a student that is is kind of hearing that all, all the time now, that maybe they need to be more realistic with their goal or their dream uh, with all the opportunities available now? One thing I say. Is that
1: if you have a dream and this is your dream, go for it. Don't settle for anything less, and be great with it. Stay focused. Stay mentally focused. And you can do your thing. Because I, I, I believe, I believe, if I continue to stay on my stay on my right path and, and play play basketball and stay focused, I, I would have been. I would have been overseas. Right? Now. I wouldn't even be here right now. But I think God had a God had a different plan for me, and I and I can I can feel it. I can feel it really mentally in my soul, and just jacked, I of feel it, So,
0: yeah, I mean, you're definitely making a difference now. I mean, literally, how many students and and, and coaches would look to you? It is a reason that maybe their student is getting to the next level. So, That's definitely right. doing an incredible job. You mentioned overseas. Uh, I think earlier in the conversation you mentioned you just got back from the Philippines when COVID hit. What was that like uh, going abroad uh, to get some training sessions in?
1: Oh man, it was it was different. So I went I went over there strictly to train two players, and that was Ronaldo Bachman and Andre Batts, which um, both of them played over ten years in the league mm-hmm. in the NBA. Well, one played for the Denver Nuggets and then New York Knicks. The other played for I think the Washington Wizards and the Brooklyn Nets, things like that. So it was it was it was different. So when I went over there, I really I really focused on them, but at the same time. The coach noticed okay hey this is different we don't get this no we don't get this here we don't get this anywhere i want you on the staff and he basically put me he put he basically put me on staff as, as basically the as basically the personal trainer for the whole entire team and what i did was i ran team workouts before on um, before on um, practice i ran team workouts after practice anybody want to get extra shots we want to get back to the gym I got extra shots so it really wasn't a vacation for me i was really working networking and, and building, building my brand and building my name for myself
0: uh, as a coach, I mean, that's that's something that doesn't get talked about a whole lot is, uh, you know, coaching opportunities overseas. I mean, you were just talking about the developments aspect of it when you get over there and how different it is now. The game globally has changed so much uh, in the last 20 years. Uh, I mean, little we were talking about the last dance earlier this year when they were talking about Jordan and the Bulls playing in Paris and how the game has grown even so much since then, where we're playing in Africa, possibly, and so many different other places now as a coach or as a, as a trainer. How many more opportunities does that present to you to further your career, uh, even across the entire world? It, it, it presents a
1: lot of opportunities because, because now I'm known all over the world. So pe- people know me from other country and and, and when other coaches see and follow my page, they hit me up and say, "Hey, you're doing a great job. I can tell that I'm on I'm on the right path, and and I'm and I'm going to continue to continue to help them, continue to help you know what I'm saying, the community, continue to help others. You know what I'm saying? Be great with the, what their dream is, and I think I just think this is a, I mean, I just to be honest, I mean, it's, just, it's a blessing. <laughs> right? It's, it's a blessing, and to just have the opportunity and to get these other opportunities it opens other doors. It means a lot because we won. We won with um Dubai and won the gold medal in in, in, in the cup that we played in. So it was just, it's just it's amazing, amazing to see my players strive and things like that.
0: So speaking of training, uh, one thing I was excited to ask you about because I mean, one of the biggest I guess controversies on basketball Twitter this summer. Was a lot of uh, trainers taking over, you know, for for younger players? And you know, the, the, I don't know if you saw the memes that were all over the place talking about, you know, trainers doing some ridiculous workouts that really aren't helping their athletes. You as a as a coach and a trainer that has you know gotten to the level you're at, how do you tell apart a good trainer from a bad trainer at this at this time?
1: Well, the you can tell by the IQ, actual IQ of it. The the small again, I say I say it all the time, small details. So right. I didn't have that when I first started training. I had detail. Everybody told me I was very detailed, and that's because I have OCD when it comes to outside of this. Like you know, the house is clean. Everything, everything got a specific spot. So when it comes to basketball, I got the same thing. So you can tell when you can tell when somebody's letting you can tell when they're really giving it their all. And you can tell when they really know what they're talking about, right? and, and that's and I think that's the difference. That's how you can tell when a good trainer a good, good trainer from a bad trainer. And one thing one thing I got the opportunity to do was learn from an NBA champion, a two-time NBA champion, coach and also a player, as Chuck Person. You now that's, that's also my stepdad and things like that. So I got a lot of knowledge from him. So I know I know a lot of things that people don't think I know. Right. You, know what I, you know what i mean and and and, it's, and, it's, and and that's what separates me is being being a, being a good trainer and to me to me that's what's what have to separate everybody else. is really really learn, learning and understanding the game why players make these moves what reads is what what, what they're looking at what, what what situation is it on the floor things like that what's the shot clock right now Just certain situations you know, body language and body postures and things like that how to use your body so all that plays applies pop ups and training and that's how you can tell you when know, the training's good or is it bad and what I do is I teach it all. I teach it all. I mean, it's strictly strictly about a book. I teach. I teach it all. I teach certain. I teach forty-five degree angles. I teach down downhill action. I teach them with um, spots on the floor, certain spots to pick at, certain spots not to go, dead dead zones on the floor, things like that. And then I just teach them how to work out of it from 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 what we do from our um, basic stuff with our ball here and our shooting and our moves and things like that.
0: So this is another thing we talk about often um, at the high school level here in Kentucky, Uh, you know, trying to make the game more college ready for athletes that are trying to get to that next level. Uh, You know, there's always the controversy around the KHSAA. Will they do a shot clock or not? Uh, You know, will the game be played more like at the college level where students are trying to get to, do you think there's a lot of attention paid to the details at the high school level currently? There's,
1: there's not a lot of attention, Not to the details. There's not, there's, there's not. There's not. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of. There's a, there's a lot of. Are you talking about
0: trainers, or are you talking about just? Oh, just like a, You know, like your high school coaches. more knows? They all do a tremendous job, but it seems like there's not a whole lot of attention to the little details in a play yeah. and, and and the skill development there. There's do you lot, think that that's sorely missing at the high school level nowadays.
1: Yeah, that that's, that's very it's very missing, and then what and that's and that's that's a big thing that needs to change. Also, there has to be a skill development coach on that team. Because at the end of the day, if you want these kids to perform for you at a high level and, and, and your level, then you have to get them prepared for that. And, and that's the one thing that IUS that we brought. They didn't have a skill development trainer until they had me. And Wally hired me as a coach and I coached up for one year. And he let me be the skill development trainer. And we had a successful, very successful year. A lot of our players left and, and went transferred transferred on because they didn't because they um, they wanted to score things like that. But everybody's continued to still be successful. And it was, I think it's the best thing you can have on, on, on the staff.
0: Uh, I know uh, one of those probably is Kieran Douglas. I know he's down here with us now in Harrisburg. Very, very uh, disciplined uh, athlete on, on and off the court. What are some of your experiences uh, with him?
1: Uh, man, that's, that's, that's a brother to me. So it's like, like a brother. So when we, when I, when we first met, I was, I was the coach. I, I, was, a, I, was, I was a former player. Um, he probably didn't know too much about me. But at the same time, he knew I was serious. You know what I'm saying? He took my job serious, and I grind. I, I mean, I'm in there every day. I have nothing else better to do but go to the gym. That's that's what I love to do. If I'm not in the gym, something's wrong. <laughs> so uh, I was I was, always in there. And then I to me, just his character skills, the way he performed on the floor. He was very he's very organized with his game, and I could tell he knew how to play. So I kind of I tied him, brought him along with me and Jamie, and kind of just continued to develop his game and and work him out. You know, you know what I'm saying? Just showing him love and. Trying to, trying to help them out, the different things you can see on the floor, what with kind of jump shot, things like that. It's, it's, been, it's been a blessing. I think, it's, I mean, that's a, a brother. That's <laughs> a brother. That's a brother. I'm proud of.
0: <laughs> so well, let's talk about uh, your your company you have and your business now. Tell us a little bit about how you got started and what your branding looks like and, and what your pathway to getting to this level was on that. Um, Well,
1: how, how I got started with my brand is I, I went I went ahead and just, I, I, I went ahead and found a, found a company that, that made logos and, I went ahead and we went ahead and got my LLC and hit the back, did my background work and did, did did all that and I just went ahead and just kind of pasted it. as this this is what it is. It's called co skill development. I started I started making my own videos. I didn't have a video guy, so I had my had my fiance at the time that was working with me. She was coming to the gym and helping me out and just recording. I would go home and I would study the film that we was working on and then kind of kind of mix it at the same time and. Just kind of put it out there, and so I kind of built it really from me. It, I mean, it came from from the ground, from the mud. So, right. and and from from there, I just kind of continued to build it. I, I left my name for a little bit to go help my, my stepdad, Chuck first and I, I kind of took all that I was doing down here and took it down there with those players and, and kind of grew grew him. And then I decided to come back. And then now that I'm back, I just just basically I just continue just to just to just to grind. I'm to, I'm more about the grind than anything. All, everything you see me post, that's just promotion. I, I'm more about the grind. People know that and they see it too.
0: <laughs> I mean, one one of the things I noticed about your branding, and it's so important to talk about, there's so many trainers, so many coaches, even so many athletes that are looking to get into that, that world of coaching professionally pretty much. Um, you know, you took the steps of going through the LLC and going through the branding and how important that was. At what point were you kind of just at that point where you're like getting started, but you also understood how important it was to go through the LLC process? What was that like? Was there anyone there to guide you along for that or you oh. just kind of figure it out on your own? I kind of did my
1: research. My my is my uncle definitely definitely helped me out. He's 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 very knowledge, he's very knowledgeable. But I also just I did my research and really really looked looked online and you just did, you know what I'm saying? You use Google. I use I use the internet. And once I figured everything out, I kind of just put it, put it into place.
0: Because most people have no idea how complicated that process can be. You know, when you're first getting started. Yeah. to see how you've, you you know, branded yourself so well and gotten to that point. I mean, a lot of coaches have no idea how to get to that point when it's sure. outside of the basketball world. So, definitely kudos to you for how well you've done that. Uh, um, tell us a little bit about what you look for when you're uh, when you're starting with a new client. Oh,
1: well first thing I'm looking for is their frame what 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 their what their body what their body frame looks like because I look for potential. And if I see if I see great potential, I mean, I immediately I immediately latch on. And if I if I see mediocre potential, I immediately latch on. But there's a certain type of potential that I I can't I physically can't help because I'm I'm my style of training I have, so right. I kind of see I kind of make sure they got a good wide frame because think about it, 48 minutes of the game you play wide and you squat. Real, realistically, you play a pieces of the stand, you shoot, you jump, you're jumping up and down. Everything's a squat. Everything's wide and low. You got to be on balance. So. I look for that balance footwork and balance is my main two my main two factors i look for when i'm training when i train a kid at first develop once i see that he needs to work on that i know where to start him. and then i focus more on the footwork and the balance part more than all the skill work and all the iq stuff and all the shooting once they get the footwork and the balance i now build up to the skill work i now build up to the moves to how you're supposed to move your body how you're supposed to shift your weight so you can shift your defender at a certain angle like that. And then I move from there, I move on to the shooting because now once you're able to sit low, you're able to be wide, you now have enough enough strength to physically get the same motion and the same muscle memory in your legs over and over and over again. So I I just build from that foundation up.
0: What's the difference for you, uh, maybe as a challenge, I guess, in coaching a professional player and and developing them at the the stage they're at compared to maybe a a brand new client that's still in high school looking to get to the next level? Well, it's a big challenge. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's a big challenge, and I say
1: that because I was when I work with my NBA players, I'm spoiled. When I work with D'Angelo Russell and Keelan Martin, I was spoiled. I didn't have to say much, I didn't have to repeat much. I'd say what we're doing. They trusted me. They knew exactly what I was talking about. They knew the situation. They went right into it. They, they stayed professional. Made shots. Did things the right way. When you're dealing with high school kids, you're dealing with emotions. You're dealing with you're dealing with confidence. You're dealing, you're dealing with skill set because you're not on the same skill set as someone else you might you might you might think you're worse or something like that so you're dealing with a lot so you gotta kind of stay on them and kind of build them where they are and kind of make sure that you're on a different path than everyone else. This is what you got to focus on. These are things you got to work on. These are things he got to work on these are things you're good at but he still got to work on You know you think little things like that and I just kind of I kind of I kind of work that angle but it's very difficult. I mean very difficult but I I love it. I love to see him grow. I love to see him Let's see him strive. So I just continue to push him, continue to go.
0: All right, so Jordan, tell us a little bit about uh, some of the players you've, you've coached and you've taken on as clients and, and just some of those names you've been able to work with.
1: Um, some of the players I've worked with at the, at the high level, I'm Jared Harper, plays for the New York Knicks right now. I've worked with Renato Bachman. I'm Andre Blash. They played in the league for about two, um, 10 years total. I've worked with um Jordan Sessions that played overseas. I worked with um I worked with Keelan Martin, Quentin Snyder that, um, that also played at a high level. Keelan right now is playing for the Indiana Pacers. I worked with D'Angelo Russell that right now that plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I've worked with um Jamie Johnson. He's also an overseas player. He's going to Taiwan coming up soon. So I, I mean I'm in here with the gym with him every single day. I mean, there's not a, probably not a day if we miss a day. It's just bad. <laughs> but um I mean, there's a lot, lot of players. Um, when it comes to when it comes to my younger players, I have a couple seventh graders that are, I mean at the top of the nation. I have Jaden Johnson is one of the top seventh graders, and I have also Sam Rack is one of the top seventh graders. I believe. I mean, they're going to be very very high level players when they get older. I mean, McDonald's All American. Type, type skill players and, and that's and I, I look forward to that and then I have a one player that's top in the country his name is Malachi Bowen he's one of the top players I mean you can see walking if you walk him, you know you you see you see it on him. you see it on you are like okay he can play <laughs> and right. he comes and brings it in and, and that's, that's really pretty much it those are those the are most of the players that I pretty much work with I mean I worked with Bobo a couple of times um, it's a, it's a lot of work with Scooter Henderson. I worked with for him for about eight months. Um, Jalen Harper plays at Vincent's University right now. Um, he used to play at the University of Auburn and then um, Florida Go Coast University. Um, I worked with a lot of D1 players, but consistently, the, the first, the first, the first 10 I named are the, are the main ones. Kyle Soto's been in my main consistent project that I've had that really made their dream come true. And, and I take pride in that. And that's what I kind of want to do with all these other like ones that I have coming up.
0: Awesome, man. Speaking of NBA, uh, you know, this is gonna drop on Christmas Day, which is I guess the unofficial start of the NBA is this week too for the season, uh, which seems like it was just a couple weeks ago we saw uh, LeBron James get his fourth ring and, and maybe pass Jordan in my book a little bit. But uh tell us a little bit about what you're watching in the NBA this year and, and just some of your thoughts on the program right now.
1: Um some things I'm watching really right now is just the rhythm. The rhythm, the rhythm of the game. So who 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 can really find that find that rhythm back? can really get it back and I'm I've been watching Brooklyn and you can see back in the background they're playing right now I'm going to stage Kyrie came out with an amazing Kevin Durant came out with an amazing rhythm right away and I'm that's kind of what I'm watching I'm, I mean when it comes to the game there's not there's not too many new things I'm looking for because I kind of I mean I'm, I'm studying also I, I, nothing's really new but I kind of just I kind of just watch for different tendencies that's kind of the main thing I look for
0: so do you look for uh, whenever your guys are on the, on the, you know, in the game do you watch to see some of your skills to see if they're coming through and some of the work they've done. And just what's that like to see that development from them at that level, like on, on that stage? Oh yes.
1: I love it. So I, I'm a good, good, good example. I, I worked out when I worked out Keelan um, recently for the past, I say for the past, it was about a month. I worked, worked him out for a past month consistently. He, he was working on a quick step, I call it a quick step tween, And also all it is is a, a misdirection step to, to sell your defender like you're going one way and they're use that between legs dribble to protect your to protect the basketball and to be able to explode through past your defender and he really used that into his back and the Indiana Pacer posted it on their Instagram where he was going tween quick step tween to set him up and he sidestepped to get away in the corner the exact same place we worked on it, knocked it down when it when it, when it was 90 91 and helped take the lead so it just kind of kind of showed me that my work is 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 there. <laughs> it's working and, 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 and it, it proved it to me so I just I, I like I love to see that. I love to see that
0: if you had one player in the league that you've not worked with so far that you would want to work with, who would it be?
1: Man, that's a big question. I was not expecting that. One. <laughs> that's a big question. Uh, one player that I would love to work with and just love to get in the gym. Hmm, I got to go by
0: team total. I'll, um, I'll make it even better. Give me, give me your top three that you want to work with just so I'll maybe that. A, that works better. Positions and stuff like that Isaiah Thomas, John Wall.
1: And then to be honest, as a big man, Boogie Cousins, mm, I want to work with those three because Boogie, 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 Boogie is a perimeter player at the same time. He's not all, he's not all down low. So my workouts and my, the way I play, the way, way I played, and the way I teach the game and the footwork, it, it works in and out. So I, I I, can, I mean, I can definitely affect him in ways he can be able to penetrate a lot lower, a lot faster, explosive like the gate, where he looks like a guard him the basketball more than a, 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 a stretch big.
0: So, for your training company, what's the next five years look like for you as far as your your goals to to what you look forward for to getting to next? Do you want to see yourself more at the professional level, or do you want to see yourself kind of branch out more across all levels?
1: Well, I'll, the next five years, the well, next two years, really. I'm, I, I, I prefer I'm probably gonna be at the next level, and I'm probably gonna be. I'm trying to get an NBA job. I'm trying to mm-hmm. trying to work under for an NBA team as one of their one of their skill development trainers, and be out there for warm ups and warming warming them up on the moves we work on. And, Tendencies with their game, things like that, helping them out, prepare them for the game, and that's that's my dream, that's my ultimate dream, and my ultimate goal, and that's where I'm I'm, I'm kind of going to probably be in the next two years because I'm, I'm there's no there's no no for me I'm, I'm going there I'm, I'm I'm pushing right to it so <laughs> so that's that's it i kind of I, I want to continue to have my brand but I want to find a good uh, I want to find a great trainer that can that is great with the details like me that can teach like me that can that can that can do things. Do, do things the right way, even when I'm not, even when I'm not around. When it comes to money, when it comes to the kids, when it comes to the parents, when it comes to communication, just just anything. I want to make sure that they're building the brand the same way I would build it, just like it was yours. It's just just like it was theirs. Kind of just kind of just branch off and fifty fifty, and kind of kind of kind of work with, it. kind of just kind of go from there. And while I'm at that level, you're here still building my brand. So when I'm done. I always still have this and it can be, it can be worldwide. I, mean, I, want, I want to have run camps all over California, Oregon, Nike camps. I want to run Nike camps in Florida, things like that. Just high level skill camps for high level players in high school and just, just really, just really impact the whole world.
0: So last question I'll ask you, it's one I plan to ask uh, every guest. What do you want your lasting legacy to be when it comes to just the role you've played in so many lives, whether it be, uh, as a basketball coach, or maybe even more than that, like you've mentioned in the past, with some of the development you've had with some of your athletes, what do you want your lasting legacy to be when you're when you're said and done, and ready to kind of retire? I guess that again, Kobe, Kobe's is one of my favorite players. I mean, all, of all time, I never took a
1: day off. I never, I never took a step back. I continue to stay focused all the way through and to impact you all's lives. I did this out kind of kindness of my heart. This is this is this is what I want to do to impact the world. So I, I, I want I want to leave I want to leave that that mark on. Me on everybody on, every, on everyone let them let, let me know this is this this is how the game can be played this is how it's how it's supposed to be done this is how you're supposed to develop a kid and continue to build it continue to build it continue to grow it just in the next generation maybe i have one kid that i train now 10 10 20 years down the road gets into training and they doing it the same way i did it taking it taking it to the heart the same way same details really really i'm really teaching the game so that's that's kind of what i want to what i want to leave when i leave this <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, you gotta have that motivation. I mean, literally, you're doing uh, tremendous things uh, that are bigger than the sport itself. So, Jordan, tell people where they can find you uh, if they're interested in getting a hold of you to get harder with some training.
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram at Cold World. Sk- I'm, at, I'm Jordan the Trainer. Um, two three. You can find me on on Facebook. i um, Jordan Coleman. I'm also on there as one of my business pages. You can also um, email me at cold world development at gmail.com. Um, you can contact me at um, 678-832-5026. You can text or call to book appointments to just, just communicate, talk about life, anything. I'm I'm not here for anybody that, that's really looking just to better their life, better their self, period. So you can contact me on any, any one of those.
0: That's all for this week's episode of Boxed Out. Thank you to Jordan Coleman of Cold World Skills Development for being on today's episode. Make sure you check the description box of whether wherever you're listening to this or wherever you're watching this, and we'll have all the information for how you can reach out to Jordan and also how you can keep up with the Boxed Out podcast and, and future episodes. Thank you for tuning in. We wish you a Merry Christmas, a happy holiday and a happy new year. We will be back for Episode 2 on New Year's Day, but in the meantime, check out our YouTube page. We have all kinds of new video content up there as well, so make sure you check out the description box below for that information as well. Stay safe, stay blessed, and we will see you next time on Boxed Out.